Welcome Digital Difference Makers. Today with me, I have Fred Smith, who is the CEO of iFix Marketing. Welcome, Fred. Hey, what's going on, Job? How are you? I'm doing really well, man. Thanks very much for coming on. I'm really keen to interview you now that we've, uh, we've sort of had a bit of a chat beforehand and I've had a um, very close friend recommend you and hearing some of your background, I'm pretty excited to share what you're doing. So do you want to give the audience, people who don't know you yet, just a little bit of an intro into who you are and what you do? Sure, I appreciate that. My name is Fred Smith. I'm the uh, founder of iFix.Marketing. And what we basically do is help people have strategic conversations and positions in their business, whether you're a startup or just uh, getting ready to scale, so that when you go to do your organic marketing or you go to do your advertising, I just take you through a basic research process just to make sure that you're not missing with your communication. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And how did, how did you get into that, man? Like, I, I know a little bit of the background now, but do you want to just, yeah, again, give the audience a little bit of intro into how you got there? Yeah, I, I stumbled into it because I had always just wanted to serve my country. So it's amazing how I'm talking about this on Memorial Day because I never really talked about it before. Um, so, yeah, so what I wanted to do was to just honor those people, those military people as well. Um, I, I did suffer, still suffer from PTSD. I was able to just still, while I was in the military, learn these skills, and I've just been able to translate them over so that um, I did it a lot in the automotive industry. I've also done it online in the online marketing world. It's just a simple fundamental communication system that I developed over the years that's just easy, literally plug and play, go from A to Z, and you should have a certain amount of success with it. I can't guarantee it like anybody else because you got to put in the work, but. Absolutely. And what kind of work would you say people need to put in to, to try and make your system work? I appreciate that. It's literally a practice, like you have to do it. And, and the problem with like even me online at one point in time, because I had learned it, but I didn't want to do it. And being online is a completely different way of moving. So I would outsource the work and I wouldn't get a result. So I would recommend if you're an owner listening to this to just go through the process and literally do it first, kind of like cheesecake or out here, we've got in and out burger where people start and they like, you know, they go from doing the fries to being a manager kind of deal. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's, that's who this, that's, that's who this is for. It's not for somebody who's in their head asking a bazillion questions. Cause even in the military, I was trained to, when I duck, you duck, you don't, I don't ask for a PowerPoint presentation or a Trello board. It's like, no, you duck. <laughs> so you yeah. got to put in the work to be able to see how this, how, how if you move a certain way, you should get this result. It's, it's very binary. And that's the reasons why I like the system because it's 30 years of me doing it. And I have it on a two page shortcut and that's the data haiku. Yeah. Cause you were, you were doing it well before, I suppose, like the, the on you were doing online marketing before online, really like, how how's it been trying to translate from the sort of stuff that you were doing in the military, bringing that across into online marketing? Was there, yeah, what kind of challenges did you face trying to make that transition? My challenge is I feel so old when you ask me the question. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was going to track the question. <laughs> no, that's dope. no, that's dope. It's dope. It's dope. It's totally, it's totally cool because um, I was around before Google. <laughs> <laughs> BG. I was, 
the the original the original Warriors form form I was a lifetime member, and then when he did a buy sell, I'm like, what do you mean I'm not a lifetime member anymore? Didn't I, did my name like transfer over? So yeah, I've been doing it. I was doing it forever, and even I, in the inner city, uh, the very first uh, letter that inspired me was by Gary Benson Vega. We never talked about that. And um, that's what really caused me to get out of the inner city because I just like, I like literally like reading the junk mail. I love reading the junk mail. And I, I, I still got good fond memories of when it would rain and it's like, you know, back and we had the little tin awnings and the, the water's just falling. Like I miss that stuff, but that's, that's my history as far as what I've been doing in the direct marketing world forever. And I just never knew how powerful it was because it's just what I did, you know? So when people were like, yo, like you write like that or you do this, I'm like, okay, great. Like, how, how do I help you with it? You're saying that, for, and, 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 I, and I, it's, it's literally not knowing what I didn't know. And that's how I fell into a lot of these opportunities right now. So hopefully I answered your question. I was a little off, but. No, 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 it, it, it does help. Cause I mean, like, I, it's interesting how even now when like we're working with clients and we're, we're trying to help them sort of start creating more content and it's like there's the people that aren't creating anything at all going to starting they think that there's like something worldly different between like how they're posting online to really just how they kind of would write a text to their friend or how they would actually just describe something to someone as well and there's like you know i can see that you know we, we try and like dumb it down to the simplest form, but at the same time, there, there is like a bit of a formula. Like there's a bit of science behind just basic communication and translating that online. Is that, have you found that with your system or has there been like you know, a few little nuances that you've had to try and adjust? Yeah, that's a brilliant question. That's a very well-placed question. So because it's because I like because it goes back to my military history. So I learned it in, in a high level in the military, and then from there, I, I I I fell from I fell from the heavens down to earth for a little bit. I worked in car dealerships, and next thing you know, I go back to back up to the top of the automotive game, and then I scaled up several businesses from zero to a few hundred million. I went to multi-billion-dollar companies, and they're still in existence to this day. What's you know, and it was, that's with really small crews. So all of that stuff got to the test when I got right into the middle of the market, there's so much noise right here. If you broke, you know, you broke, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then if you're at the top of the game, you forget what like being broke is, but right in between right here is a lot of noise that I never really played in. So it wasn't until 2020 happened where I started my group and I had a chance to really plant my flag in that group. And so what I did is I proved that you could cut through the noise because what I did was I probably did almost hundred posts a day. And then none of the stuff got shown as fake news. And I had a, like a 92% engagement rate. <laughs> and people were like, what are you doing? So I had to literally cut through the noise of all the BS like we talked about. And the data haiku does that as well. It's just a very nice, clean, just tell your story, but doing it in a compelling way where you're very matter of fact, you're factual, you're accurate, you're brief, you're clear, you know, follow this formula right here, do this, do this and do this. And I have a 20 minute, a nine second video that clearly explains it. And if anybody gets stuck, they can just like reach out because it's just, it really is that simple. I've taken 30 years and put it into 20 minute and nine second video. So let me, uh, th this is an interesting thing too, because I think there's a lot of people that go into like copy or going to marketing and their background or things they're trying to learn are like, you know, 
persuasive techniques, how to influence people, everything like that. Would you say that it's more that it has those elements or would you say that it's actually more about how to actually clearly communicate just what it is and its benefits? Because like that, I don't know, that, that's kind of where it sounds like as opposed to where everyone tries to, focus, how can I hack people's uh, attention? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Um, I learned this a long time ago. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I think if you can have a real upfront, succinct, but yet honestly accurate conversation with them, then you're going to connect. And, and, and I learned that from door-to-door sales. Like literally I had less than three seconds if somebody was going to, you know, when I'm going to go knock on the door, whether or not they're going to slam the door in my face. So that's where that experience comes from. Cause I did that for almost four years before I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I had to learn really quickly the AIDA formula, attention, interest, desire, and action. I didn't know what it was called back then. So like we would do stuff like I would knock on the door and actually act like I was going in. So like I would like wipe my feet, you know, that kind of, stuff. oh, come on in and blah. We used to have contests to see how fast we can get into the door. So like, you know, like God, one guy had like 30 seconds and we were like timing. So that's the kind of insane stuff I used to do. So it's just my experience from <laughs> legit just putting it together and you just have to be super real with people. And, and, I, and I think that's a lost art these days because I, 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 I'm... <laughs> It's just tough to really be able, to, I'm not here to judge or assess anybody. I'm just like, if you really want to have real long-term conversations with people, then just sometimes you got to do them a solid and really help them out. Sometimes they do have to, you know, swipe a card and buy. I just want to just really see people where they're at, but also more importantly, create enough space so that people can understand I'm doing my best to be, I'm more like an etiquette coach these days, bro. I, I don't know. It sounds weird, but like everybody has so many different ways of moving in life that I just want to be able to honor that. And that's what I did as a journalist, like professionally in the Marine Corps, I'd have to, you know, really get to know somebody to understand their story, just like we did. Like, I really want to, I want to listen to understand versus listen to respond. And I think that's the difference. On my side, I'm really listening to understand. On the hack side, it's, it's just, it's, and sometimes you need to do that. It just depends on context. Um, but my, but my thing about it is there's far more energy over here by just having a real conversation with somebody if you can get to that level really fast and have a deeper conversation and relationship than to make it more transactional over here. And because it's just a quick hit, there's a lack of trust. There, there's a direct correlation between that. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Cause I mean, immediately I think it's in, everything you're saying has like a few different like uh, translations to me. Like when you were saying like the three second to get in the door kind of thing, I immediately thought that's literally like every video tip now is like, yeah, you've got three seconds to, to hook people in and sort of show that you know hey this relates to you like mm-hmm. and and just maintain that over time so you get more of their time kind of thing and in terms of like the etiquette style like we ran a workshop two weeks ago um it was an, it was uh with danny who i think used to be in um pdocs as well i know if you worked with him um but he me and him were talking about like everyone trying to script all of their conversations. And, and it is that whole thing of like, just trying to like react, like, Hey, how do I lead someone to a call in, you know, three chat sequences or something like that. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes it's actually just being in the conversation and looking at how you can respond to someone. Cause someone could go, I've seen some people that they've like poured their heart out 
in a message to someone, the person's just sent back the generic ship of like, gotcha. So how much revenue are you making per month? And it's like, Jesus, like this guy just told you like his yeah. you know, wife's breaking up with him and his dog died and you're, <laughs> you're going straight into revenue. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just peel it back and try and actually have a conversation and respond to what someone said. Like, you know, there, there's a close for that. There's a close for that. It's called the, and that's exactly why close. And it like, you know, subconsciously it just like rubs people the wrong way. Like I just broke up with my wife and that's exactly why you need to swipe a card for 20 grand. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think that's where a lot of people, that's where a lot of people go to like, and it's like, well, I don't know how often that sort of stuff works. It must, it must work enough percentage of the time that some people think that it's good or, someone's promoting it i'm, I'm not completely if, sure but if, 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 I, if i'm able to jump in i can tell you exactly please. What I'm yeah saying. please cool so the problem and i just said this to one somebody else not too long ago one of the clients is this like we are trained to be super competitive and when you look at how the world works in like i call it new human 2.0 we talked about web 3.0 coming up the reality of it is people want to know what you are as far as a human being and what you stand for as a brand or if you're working with a brand, that kind of stuff. So it, gone are the days where you can really kind of do that stuff, because even in the automotive game around 03, 0203 is when we had something called the CSI survey. And it was hardly unknown back then, but now everybody does it. Now you can get Google reviews like a lot of what was controversial or just upstarting is now status quo in this new life. So we have old 1950s communication styles, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like, and the reality of it is all we had to do is just be real in the first place and just have a conversation, but we've been trained and conditioned to be competitive and not, not, not teach people this or not do that. And it's like, no, if you look at anybody who's at a very high level, they're all highly collaborative. That's why Wu-Tang Clan lives forever. You know what I'm saying? Everything else comes yeah. goes. <laughs> but it's true though it's just like because it is, it is. i mean there's and, and like there's i i just think of like the you know the, some sales people that you get to and there's like this yeah there is i suppose controlling the call if you're on a sales call as well but like some people that feel like they need to like maintain this like sense of like authority that there's no vulnerability or no connection to the other person and like you know some people ask a question and they're like just trying to stay up here that they never actually connect with the other person so i mean in what other ways would you say that it's their etiquette bring yeah. out like the etiquette coach I, I was just i was just about to say that because in that in that situation it does depend because yeah. there are certain there are certain professions where you need to be just like that because some people are just super emotional and they don't know how to control themselves. So, and, and, and that's, that's a very real phenomenon. And even like, you know, depending upon, cause some people just are very explosive. Some people are very passive. Some people are passive aggressive. You know, it just depends upon what type of person that you're really talking to and that specific lane to me as to how you should approach them. So one of my, one of my quote unquote tricks is that I was always taught a long time ago that you have to speak as if you're already speaking to you know seven billion people on this planet. That's what I was taught 26 years ago, like professionally. And 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 I told you like everything that I had to do just to get to that point to listen to that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what do you mean? Like I I spent all that time just to like learn that. And, you know, but it was true though because 
you know, now that the way that the world is, and I was one of the very few people before the internet came out actually on the internet, I, I see why now it just makes sense because now the World Wide Web is accessible to anybody who has practically an internet connection. So, you know, I know a lot of people don't think that, but the reality of it is you're, you're, you can go viral like, like that these days and you just never know where it's going to come from. So you have to be mentally prepared to know your audience. You have to be mentally prepared to ask for money. Um, that's the reasons why I help influencers, you know, monetize their their audiences because they're they are looking for something because that happened to me. You know, I didn't have an offer. People are like, what's your offer? I'm like, what do you mean? What's my offer? Like, oh, shut up and take my money. I'm just like, really? Yeah. I do this over here. It's like five bucks. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a yeah. different energy because I'm showing people solids. So that's so, so that's that's what I mean by being an etiquette coach. Yes, we have to eat. It's very important. But I'm not going to accept just any type of money because to me, all money isn't good money. So I'm always going with the intention of if if I know for a fact that I can like really help this person out and they've got the goods and I know for a fact that I can just tweak them a little bit here or, or a little bit there with my stuff, then I'm expecting them if they put in the right work. It's, 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 just, it's just math at that point in time. You know, you do this, you do that. Here's my receipts. Here's everything stacked up. You know, I can fix this, this, and this. This is who this is for. This is who this is not for. Just like we talked about, it's very organic when you when you really understand your lane because there's levels and there's lanes. So the minute that we can understand that we can have both and you can create your own, and that's what I show people. I'm like, look, that pool is crowded over there. Who cares? Like, bro, look at this right here. This is over the weekend. I got I got like 46 leads at a dollar twenty eight cents. Yeah. See that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is crazy, and it's and, it, and it's on it's on an American holiday here. Yeah. So yeah. It, it and 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 I I, I pushed the buttons. <laughs> I knew how to write it. And yeah. last week, what I did it the exact same one. It was like eleven dollars and forty six cents. And I and I and, and I told my rep exactly what happened. I said, so what's next week? <laughs> and I started late. So I'm not saying to impress you, but just impress upon you that legit, there are patterns to this kind of stuff. So if, if you understand a certain pattern of thinking and a way of moving, then, then you, will, you will be able to dial in your offer for real and get the right people. And it's not as hard as most people make it. You just have to have like relevant conversations. Yeah. I mean, like it's even, uh, I was telling, I was trying to emphasize this point a lot in this workshop that we did last week as well. And I, I say this to a lot of clients as well. Like, I don't understand why someone would want to like completely try to automate or like never know how to market themselves. It's like, if you really learn the principles to be able to like, you know, this is how I can market this thing or I could translate this and go across to here, to this offer or to this thing. It doesn't matter what, happens to the platform doesn't matter where you're doing organic doesn't matter whether you're doing paid you have a way of being able to you know selfishly create income for yourself but after that you know pretty quickly you know it does start to pour out into like all the other areas and it's like i'm, I'm big um a lot of the people we work with and you've probably got a fair few because i'm sure you guys work with a lot of coaches as well it's a lot of people that start off very altruistic and stuff that they're not filling up their own cup because that's what they've been used to doing and they're in this place of now like a little bit of desperation like not really sure now they're kind of taking on work with people that they wouldn't 
usually work with kind of thing. And it's like, if you know how to market yourself, you know how to build the audience and you know how to like, you know, run an ad like that and just get leads coming in, you know, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm only working with people that are going to get the most value out of this. I can say no to the people that aren't a fit and just completely stay within integrity the entire time. Well, that's the thing about it, brother. I really like how you said it. I don't, I don't even think about that part as far as like the integrity or the other part of it. What I look for is just a very specific solution and just like legit go, Hey, do you want this or not? You know, (laughs) because, because you have to be a certain type of person to already have been like, like my audience, I know my audience sophistication. So you know, and, and I think that's what most people miss when they go to market or when they go to run an ad. Like you really have to understand where where you are in relation to where your market is in relation to where your offer is. And it's complex. It's complicated because a lot of people get into their, their fields. They may have like these big million dollar projects or they, you know, put their last 401k or, you know, they open up the insurance and they're just betting on horses. It's like, that's cool. But do you understand, like, you got to kind of test first because why would I want to waste money on building something that, you know, I, I don't know by, I don't know if anybody will want, like me personally, I've never created an offer where I didn't swipe the card first and then build it out. That's just how I've been trained to do it. So, because I can get to my feels about a lot of stuff, but I can also get into the hole by making the improper decisions. But I did want to go back to a little bit of something that what you had said was that I like to have those kinds of conversations with uh, frameworks. You had mentioned scripts, so you need mindset. A lot of people don't understand that. At least that's how I believe it. Yes, mindset is very important, but it's not how people say it these days. You got to go back to the original source, which was Carol Dweck, who said it. Yeah. She's a Stanford. So you got to go really get the clear definition first and really define it like how that person said it. Because if you start putting your interpretation to it and you want to innovate before you get those basic foundations, you're wasting time. And, and a lot of people try to do that. So what I like to do is just have basic frameworks with what I call word tracks Word tracks are a lot different than scripts. Word tracks basically just take that energy that somebody's giving you like, hey, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, that's a word track. I couldn't agree with you more. Something I've been saying for like the last 15, 20 years. It sounds so natural because that's just, it keeps me on track of a conversation where I can be creative, but also I can still dial in whether or not I can watch a person to see their expressions, to see, you know, uh, how they're listening, how they're responding. Cause I just have a whole select little toolbox of these word tracks that will help me have a free flowing conversation, but it's like an invisible funnel taking me to the sale. Does that make sense? Kind of. Do you want to clarify that a little bit more? I suppose like what, what kind of, what's an example of word tracks? You said, I couldn't agree with you more. In what context would you be using that in the conversation? So like another one would be, Hey, would you, would you agree that the sun is yellow? Yep. Now that's, that's not a presupposition the the part that stuck out was would you agree so in the advertising world those are called skeleton keys so like you can take that skeleton key like hey want to find a way to get new traffic want to find a way as a word track want to find a way to insert thing here like a lot of templates that people use for emails do the exact same thing so they they call them different things but in my lane they were called word tracks and that's what you do so you can take those same frameworks, emails have them, advertising has them. So now I brought one with the data haiku. So those are word tracks that were, well, I'm bringing the whole structure though, based on how I've used it over these years. Cause I want people to be free flowing, but follow this format right here. 
This format yeah. gets money. This format converts people. This thing yeah. works. <laughs> Put your stuff and launch it right here. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, co- and copy has been, you know, how, how old is copy in terms of like just principal marketing and then like even translating that across to getting all these things kind of like translate across to other things, you know, marketing stuff can translate into a sales call, like copy can translate to video or a sales call as well, right? Yeah, well, that's what I learned. Clarity trumps persuasion. The more mm-hmm. clear you are, then it's just a natural conversation. That's why that's why I love doing advertorials because I don't like to pitch anything. If it, if it makes sense, I'm going to talk about it because I own it. You know, like, like I, I'm not pitching like the data haiku. It just works. It's like anybody can do that right now. I don't have time to go into it because that's not what we're here to talk about today. But that is a formula that a lot of people have used. I just took elements that work for me specifically and my clients for what I've done for the last 25, 30 years. That way it really is your intellectual property. It's how you, it's how you move with it, not necessarily all the other tools. And some of these gurus will get you in your head like, you can't use that, I own that. It's like, that's like public domain that was like 18, like 95. What are we talking about right yeah. now? It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I've got it's a so fear mongering, bro. It's just like, what are you doing? That's weird. Like, you know, you're not the only person who did it. Like, you know, and now how you do it may be completely different. So that, that, so that, so that's what I mean by that. Like, how can you take something that's already out there and legit own it, but also explain how you succeeded with it? And I think a lot of people don't do that in this lane. Like, I can say, hey, don't believe a word I say. Go test this for real. Do it 100% and come back to me next week and let me know what your results were. And that's how I like to play. Yeah. Um, look, and that's probably the best way to be able to do it as well when you're in that position. But like, like you said, that's... We could probably go down that rabbit hole a fair bit. And if we do, we'll, we'll be on here for three hours. But let's talk about what you're doing at the moment in amongst all of the marketing sales help that you're helping other businesses with, as well as with your um, with iFix Marketing. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about the Angelino Project. Cool. I appreciate that. Um, so um, I went through uh, Billy Jean's Genius Academy and it's a 16 week like boot camp. It's it's from what I understand, not like exactly easy. And I'm on record like, yo, this is hard. Like I haven't been worked this hard in like 25 years. So um, I developed the concept when I was going through there because I was like, how cool would it be for us to just change the vibration of a city? So I had sent that as one of my homework assignments and I got like the point for it. And, and, I, and I just wanted to get more momentum on it because I'm a practitioner. I like to really do what I say I'm going to do and make the moves and, you know, make it happen. That's how I play. So um, it got a little tough there for a second because I wasn't able to connect the dots, but because I stayed so focused on it, I was able to um, not only get through the, the graduation, which is June 2nd, that's happening right now, but I was able to like attract some of the world's top people into that lane as far as helping to support because what they saw, what I did was real simple. I just want to give people a shot at literally doing something for once in their life and, it, and, it, and it'll actually come true. So that was part of the data haiku is getting that, that initial thing. So um, I started working a little bit on that with uh, SAS Studios. That's what we we're talking about behind the scenes out in uh, LA. And uh, they have a social media department over there that Gianni runs. And basically what I'm doing is just showing, I'm showing the, I'm showing the, the whole community over there, the interns and the youth, 
like all of this stuff that me and you were talking about. And, and a lot of them are just eating it up. You know, they're, they're, they're doing uh, editorial promotions, productions, whatever Johnny has them doing. And for me to be able to do that with our youth in LA, you know, that's what I'm doing to just make sure that we're keeping the, the pump prime because I've seen some of the most brilliant minds in that level. And they're coming from colleges that get referred over to the studio. So, and they also have some, some people who they just know for a fact have talent. You got to be extremely vetted. And you saw some of the credentials as far as what they've done, as far as production behind the scenes. So they're pretty big. They're, they're, they're pretty, they're, they're very big deal. And yep. they're, they're, they're giving, they're giving the youth in LA a, ch a chance to really help out with the social media stuff, understand how production works. A lot of stuff that I learned in the Marine Corps that they don't have to necessarily go to boot camp to learn. You know, they can just you can go over to, you know, go talk to Gianni to see if, if, if they have a match for their skills and talent. So that's what I'm doing over there with them. And um, that, that's going to be a good catalyst. Also, there's another guy named Eddie Washington, who I was telling you about behind the scenes, too. We're doing an organic launch right now with an uh, influencer on uh, an immunist wellness support uh, system thing out there as well. So uh, he watched, he's always supported me from day one when I started launching uh, Cannapreneur, which is uh, a known cannabis brand on Facebook. And I'm like, you know, advertising, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's all in their approach. And that, we were very transparent about everything, you know, and they reached out to me on a lot of the stuff. So Facebook supports what I'm doing. Um, I, I just, I don't know what else to say, except that it's, it's, it's somewhat overwhelming to just know that it's all like happening right now. Um, but overall, I'm just getting a good vibe from everybody as far as just helping and um, so the video that's on there, I, I think you went to the very front of the website, I had already ran ads to it and, 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 and like literally it was converting. So I just put that on my landing page, all of it's, all of it's data driven. So that's the cool thing about it. My pixels prime. So I have people right now who I'm going to probably run another ad today just to go into that group because I have people going into this other group as well. So, yeah, yeah. And in terms of like, at the moment it's in beta and it's focusing on the youth in LA and you've got the SAS, SAS studio on board. What, what's the broader plan over time, like to try and get it into more cities in terms of the youth side, get more businesses on the other side in terms of like bringing in the interns and giving them a shot. Like, you know, how do you, how do you see the future of that? I appreciate that. Uh, it, it was it was just designed to have a niche localized feel, but I have had people say, "Hey, we want to start over here. We want to do over here." I'm like, "That's cool." It's just it was just a concept to just 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 to have an overarching theme that if we can all focus on just that one thing. That's how it is. So it, it wasn't designed necessarily to be just be for youth. What what I really want to do is show the hot dog vendor all the way down, you know, to a VA, to a CEO, like, look, if you do this a certain way, because Facebook has given me the data as far as like SMEs and stuff like that, you know, that a lot of them got decimated back in 2020. And uh, female businesses were four times, and minorities were four times more likely to fail. So I have the solution. It's just like, look, just do this, do that. You know, you have, you're gonna have to put in a little elbow grease. And, and but that's what me and Eddie already doing eddie's very well known in in uh in los angeles for his brand califia gold so uh that's what the angelino project is mainly going to be focusing in on is those smes as far as like hey do this right here like like i was telling you he he just came from uh, black on the block he he took his qr code and he like doubled his email list and he sold more products just from the stuff that we were already doing one of my partners went out there to help him you know he's on the ground 
selling it hand to hand, swiping, you know, like he's got his little credit card processor, you know, swipe. so like we're going, we're really out there doing this. It's not me just talking about it from a very high level, me in the ivory tower, me just getting on a whiteboard, like, no, I am getting out there with them. We're talking to public directly. And as a result of that, we are taking those practices and just helping other people out who want to learn more about how to do it for themselves. Cool. Cool. So what, what would you say, like over the next like 10, 15 years, what, what's the, what's the growth plan for the Angelina project? Like, is it, what's the difference that you'd like to make, like from helping these SMEs and, you know, the, the hot dog vendor, like, what do you want to be their future? Do you want it to be trying to make an impact on reducing the fail rate of these, these types of businesses? Yeah, 100%, because uh, I think it wasn't Facebook, it was another data source, I forgot who it was, but they already anticipated in the next two years, there's going to be 48 million people who are going to be like influencer-esque where they have their, they're in front of their brand, they're representing their brand. I'm already working with people behind the scenes you know, and Califia Gold just happens to be one of those brands as well. And, you know, the other people on squad have their own brands as well. So we're already attracting those uh, high level influencers who already at, at, at an SME level, they're, they're called SMEs versus SMBs. The only difference is that one's brick and mortar, the other one's a human. So, so I'm already working through a lot of that right now. I've already had four people go through my seventh heaven super course, and that helps tighten them up a little bit more for other parts of their business the overall arching theme was the Angelino project, giving the SMEs and SMBs a solid through the data haiku and PDOX. They yeah. can go through the challenges like, hey, this, this is our best free stuff. No obligation, go test it. We encourage you to test it because it just works. So yeah. that, that's the whole overarching theme is to really show love like here, <laughs> take this right here and just do it. I promise you, you know, and if they have any questions, they can reach out. And I wish it was more complicated than that, but everything is over-engineered. And, and again, success is simple. I didn't necessarily say it was easy because it's not. No, no, I, I, I do like that quote, like marketing is um, marketing simple, but not easy. Because it is, it, it's, which is a, um, it's like one of those things where you hear it and then you kind of go like, ah, oh, yeah, and then you go, oh, <laughs> right. you know <laughs> that part um, right there <laughs> cool man i mean like what, what's the like in, in terms of getting like the influences up and about like it's interesting because i've spoken to so many people that have like 160,000 followers like 500,000 followers and they're making less than some people that have like a thousand so i mean there's a pretty it's a massive impact that can happen when those people are armed with the ability to like promote other people's businesses or start like, you know, start promoting their own. Cause um, particularly when they can do it for people that have good businesses or good things on the end of it. Cause like the people that are like making use of some of these, we were talking about it earlier. Like there's kind of like that whole influencer crypto shout out kind of stuff happening with the pump and dump and lots of people losing money with that sort of stuff so it's like it'd be good to see that stuff behind genuinely good businesses that are going to be around for a while like is yeah. that good i'm listening i'm quiet 
No, no, no. Go, go, go. I want to. You know, no, I was going to say, bro, like, like, like legit, the way that I see it is there's a difference between a knowing problem and a doing problem. So crypto to me isn't good or bad. I just think it's context. I, I don't, I don't know. There are certain people who need to just buy into belief because most of the time they're, they're so used to losing. They don't know what winning looks like. So um, I, I always, <laughs> it's true. Let me know. Let me know if I'm off because there's a lot of people who swipe cards and, and they haven't gotten the results. So to me, the, I, like I said, I, I don't think it's neither good nor bad. Well, the, my position is real simple. If you really want to help people out, then the way that me and a few other people move is really congruent with that. That part right there has a lot of integrity because I made mistakes before where I've done stuff and it was completely wrong and I just thought it was right. And it was completely wrong, like bad wrong. And, but once I learned, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know no better and I just changed it. So I think a lot of that goes on anytime something's new because we have to figure out market sophistication. Um, you do start getting that, uh, that effect where it's, things start going viral because you do have influencers, even if they don't know if that's the right or wrong thing. It's just the way influencers work and influence works. So I just do my best even when I'm talking to a lot of high level, because uh, there was this one joke about a year and a half ago on Facebook where like, yeah, you've got this coach of the coach of the coach of the coach. I'm like, that really is that like it's true. <laughs> it's just like why are y'all why y'all making why y'all making fun and gaslighting that? It's like no new levels and new lanes. Like people, there are people who have very far superior knowledge, and just because you're bumping into them doesn't mean that you know you should be like you know crapping on them. Like they they know they're there for a reason. You know, like a lot of people have heard of Les Brown, but they've never heard of James Dentley. James Dentley is Les Brown's mentor. Interesting. Yeah, right. But yeah, yeah. I, another example, like everybody's heard of the secret. I just did almost a half an hour interview with Harrison Klein. He coached up 19 people from the movie The Secret. So yeah. it's it's just like <laughs> it's just like just be cool. That's why I said about the etiquette thing. It's really important mm -hmm. that just does that make sense? It's just like, look, yeah. man, it's just, it's just like we just have to be mindful if we want to grow. We just have to be mindful of how other people are moving with us. Like, I don't think that everything that I do is, 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 is right. I just think that it, as long as it's working, it, it be, done is better than incomplete. Mm. I only, Great. I only go as, I only go as far as I need to get the answer. Other than that, I'm in my head. I'm in a rabbit hole. I don't need to do it. I already got ADHD. I already got a lot of stuff going on. That's, a, that's statistically against me to just squirrel out anytime I want to. Yeah. So I have to do what I call the half second step back. So I get my own cooking. I just want to step back a little bit. And I think that in order for us to grow, we do have to step back. And, and I'm very serious about that because if I, if, I, if I don't create space for other people to really let me see them, then I'm like the other person who I'm talking about badly. You know, to me, that doesn't make any sense. I'd rather just say, hey, you know what? I know for a fact that when I'm meeting you, like me and you talk, two ears, one mouth, I'm listening. I'm listening to understand. You're listening to understand. We're not listening to just respond. These are very key distinctions that a lot of people don't do. And maybe they don't know any better, or maybe they have done it and it just didn't work, but that doesn't mean that it was invaluable. It just means that maybe you were in the right, you were in the wrong audience. It's the right move, just the wrong audience. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, it's interesting too, because it's like, uh, when I think about that, it's why, um, 
it's why even simple coaching can have so much value. I mean, I had like one coach last year who said like, there is like so, so much value in like, if you were to just spend 15 minutes talking to like a pole with like a piece of paper attached to it in a face on the other side, just from like, you know, exploring your stuff, openly talking to nothing. Like, you know, and that sounds so silly, but then like, like that, it. it goes to show the really on the other end, like just as a simple coach, just being able to ask questions. Like I, I think about some of the big breakthroughs that some clients have had that have been completely unexpected that have been like, Oh, how would you react if, or how, like, what would you say if the person was sitting in front of you? And like, boom, like, you know, they're, and it's like a simple answer kind of thing. But it's like uh, coming back to that whole like reacting versus responding thing and just being actually being there at the time yep. kind of thing. And, and just like actually, okay, that's, wow, that's a powerful thing that I think just needs to be like people need to be reminded of constantly rather than getting into like the constantly letting new things in and, and, and always kind of just like massive to-do list, just trying to push through every single part of your day. And then you, you always seem to like come back to the basics, but that's, that's probably a little bit of a rabbit hole that we could go down. No, but it's, No, I, I agree. For me, for me, it's real simple. The way that I like to do it is I just focus in on what the real outcome is. And then I figure out how to build an environment that's just enough to get to that next step. See, we can be, this is legit how you can be a real expert is just not only just stand a little bit ahead of somebody else, but also creating an environment for people to win. So if you're that good, then you should know how to build and then the bird will just fly in, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting, and even, um, it's interesting that you say that because I think that there's a lot of people that do try to make it more complicated than that. You know, there must be something else to it. I've got to try and create all of these other things or I've been told I need this and that. And I'll, I'll set this up before I go and try and market it or sell it kind of thing. So it's uh, there are a lot of people that are making it a lot more complicated than it has to be. But well, I can say through my personal experience, I know I know maybe the audience may not like it, but I don't know, I'm just gonna say it. What I've experienced is that typically it's procrastination, pride, or ego, or a combination of all of them. Because the hardest thing that you can do right now is just say, let me just test my idea and have an internet connection, a phone, and a credit card processor, <laughs> and then go out there and just do it. <laughs> well, I agree. I like I one of the um one of the biggest uh, wake up calls for me was like, I was chasing revenue rather than like trying to set up the business, trying to look at how to make it, keep it profitable. Like, so I was, you know, obsessed with, you know, I'm going to be, I want to be at seven figures on my hundred thousand dollars a month. And I was so obsessed with that, that, you know, I, I ran myself into trouble because I wasn't worried about like how much money was in the bank to be able to invest into new things or just throw money at stuff just so that we could get there. It's a massive, just an ego thing. Yeah. And, and, and I've, and I see a lot of like some people, um, someone said to me the other day, like, Oh, I want to have a 
what is it? How much was the amount? It was like, I want to be making like $50 million per year. And I asked like, you know, look, she, she was, she's pregnant and she's got another kid as well. And I said, you know, what's the life that you want to have trying to scale the business to 50 million a year. And as we explored it and stuff like that, she was like, wow, I don't think I really want to be, I don't think I want that kind of life actually. Yeah. And it came back to you know, still, she's got like a really big goal, but it wasn't like, as fueled by this like arbitrary number instead it was like the actual life that she wanted so again it's a i, I agree i think it we can get there's a few ego ones but definitely there's a lot of um procrastination and pride that comes into it as well but it takes a lot of energy to get the 50 million i've done that a, a lot of times in my life growing these businesses that's it's not easy and then you really have to be super committed focused and like in your in your zone of genius for real and have a whole team in their zone of genius for real <laughs> to like and yeah well and, and that was that, that was part of the thing it was like you know, um are you willing to make the sacrifices to commit to that thing do you want to have the big team to be able to help you get there. And I was like, Oh no, like I actually just want a really lean business. And it's like, cool. Nothing wrong with that at all. But shit, $50 million a year, you've got to have a fucking team. I, I just, so, and, and I haven't yeah. created a $50 million team, but uh, well, 50, $50 million business, but I haven't seen too many that I've heard of that haven't required a decent sized team to be able to do that. I mean, you, you, you've got experience with that. So I'm sure you could probably attest to the kind of team that you need behind you to be able to do that. Yeah. So our team, uh, five people, 13 states, two trainers, over 200 stores, a team of about 40 people behind us just to navigate everything. And I had the most insane Excel dashboard on the planet. Yeah, I can imagine all the um it, it all was, the data that would have been coming through there, especially yeah. for a um a, a data nerd like yourself. <laughs> like we I'm are. just like, I what do you mean I need all this data? I don't need all of this stuff. Let me get yeah. this, this, and that's that's legit what I did. I just measured my KPIs and just yeah. you know, I had to set some standards with the team. It's just like, look, this is what we need to do, hit your number, blah, blah, blah. This is what I need to do, this is what we won't do. It's it's a lot of coordination, but the thing about it is when you're playing in lanes like that you have got to perform. That's the whole thing because there's a huge nut to sustain something for $50 million. And, and again, I don't care how lean a business is. I'm already just, it's just a law of large numbers because you, you need enterprise level equipment. It doesn't play the same as like a, 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 a low, and again, no, no, no dig, just a low key, just, just a low grade SaaS model versus having real data and real capacity to be able to run efficiently you know, like a, like a Microsoft Azure or something like that. Like you need real systems and infrastructures that are not cheap to do that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So it's, um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it's not necessarily culling some people down to say, yeah, Hey, do you maybe don't try and go for that? <laughs> like, but looking at what you actually want, because Abraham said it best, man. I mean, you know, there are some people out there who had, they were making more money, but I mean, look, man, it's all about the sweet spot as far as your cash flow goes to me, cash flow is king. Yeah, I mean, I think Sam Ovens was saying recently his where he's he was making 30 mil a year and now he's more profitable making like 
I think it was like three mil a year. I mean, he's obviously got all of his other things going on and everything, but it's like, damn, imagine all of the things going on with a $30 million a year business as opposed to now, you know, whatever it is, two, five, maybe, maybe it's still 10, around 10 kind of thing, but it's just it's less like of a way head. leaner. Like, it's just, it's just, a, just a, it's just a less of a headache, bro. It took me legitimately three years before I took a vacation to just to do something like that. Yeah. Even though I was going to nice places because I had, you know, a lot of places that I, I needed to be. Uh, the reality of it is it, it hits a little bit differently when it's work versus just really enjoying the location because you want to be there. So I, and that, that's a really key distinction that I had to learn, too, because I'm going back to some places that I did when I was like in a business. And now I'm in the same location and it hits differently because now it's more like how I want to do it, not necessarily the agenda or the expectation. The, the last time I was there in a 50 million dollar capacity versus being Fred Smith in his, you know, solopreneur slash hybrid, you know, team slash, you know, super efficient systems, you know, Fred, you know, because I, I like to still run a, a, a solopreneur practitioner practice because I really want to know if one person can do all of this stuff. That's just my insanity, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but, but as you know, I, uh, we also have a very super dope, strong team and we all have our superpowers. So it, it really is like Wu-Tang for real, where, you know, collectively and collaboratively, I can come together with a team that's done 2,500 and, you know, hundred million dollars from teaching the students but I can also do my own thing as well and still be able to still contribute, if that makes sense. Because again, I, it is really about collaboration, but if I'm not being innovative on my side, then what do I really bring to the table? And that's how I think. Yeah. 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 100%. And look, Fred, after this, if any of the people in the audience would like to get in contact with you, how can they do that? I appreciate that, brother. Um, they can just go to ifix.marketing. And they can get on the email list. That would be the best way to do that in exchange for the email. Um, I have a 20 minute and nine second video on there with the data haiku, as well as two Facebook uh, shortcuts that are super dope, that are just crazy. But, you know, I, I was super thankful because my rep did me a solid and was just like, hey, can you Google this real quick? So they can go to ifix.marketing, get on the email list. It'll be a lot easier for us to connect. I am very much active on that link. And I really do thank you for your time. It is it's pretty, I had a pretty good time. Thanks very much for coming on, man. It was a pleasure to be able to share your story. Very interesting background, very different to the normal marketing route. So well, I hope if anyone is listening that would like to get in contact with Fred, I'm, I'm hoping that a fair few people will jump on to get the, uh, check out the data hike you after this. I'm certainly going to do so, but thanks very much for coming on, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Thank you, brother.